not just about what does your protocol look like? Is it 10 pages or two pages? Or what does your website look like? It's what is the conversation that's going on in your head at the moment that makes you think that you can't handle that client, that's making you want to run away and give it to someone else, that's making you think, do you know what, I'm better off going back into a paid job again, this isn't for me. That's the stuff that I do my most powerful stuff with, is mindset. And that very first conversation I had with Harriet, when she was gushing with, oh my gosh, I'm just going to give this client to you. That conversation evolved into a coaching session where I said, actually, no, you're going to do this yourself. What makes you think you can't do that? What are your fears? What are you worried of? What, you know, what's holding you back? Having um, Karen help me with the confidence was um, amazing. But also, a lot of the business stuff I really didn't know. Like, yes, I could find clients and I'm good at talking and I'm I can um, relate with people but things that would take me probably hours and hours and hours to work out um, just really practical things you know having that ability to just call Karen and, and talk it through or and her be like oh you can do this or whatever it was just those are the little things that um, have really made a massive difference for me at the moment. Hello and welcome to the Natural Healthcare Network podcast. My name is Deb McLeod and I really appreciate your sitting in and listening in. Today we have qualified nutritional therapist and coach Karen Ward of Meraki Nutrition. She has been working with Harriet Eldridge of Rooted Living on coaching and mentoring. So sit back and listen in to Karen share her own personal story, how she and Harriet have worked together and how Harriet's business has grown and begun to thrive because of this help and support. Thank you so much Karen and Harriet for being on my podcast. It's great to have you on my show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> well, particularly on a bank holiday Monday, I guess um, no one really thinks about it being a bank holiday with all the COVID stuff going on. Every day is a bank holiday right now, sort of, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's such nice weather today. It is beautiful weather. So we'll crack on. Um, we are here to talk about Karen essentially. And uh, Karen is a nutritional therapist and also a mentor, has been a coach for over 10 years. And we're going to talk about your relationship with Harriet and how you two found each other. This sounds like a love story, and it is kind of. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about how you have worked together and how that's helped Harriet. So I think it'd be nice, Karen, if we hear a little bit about your story first. And Harriet, obviously, any questions that you have, this is a three-way conversation. Yeah, of course. I'll um, probably start with a little bit of history on myself, going back to when I was a child um, and how it led to nutritional therapy being very passionate um, interest of mine. So I used to be really overweight as a kid. Um, I was the bullied kid that just ate junk and grew up in the 80s when McDonald's became very popular as a you know, weekly treat. And, um, yeah, so I was a chubby kid and that carried on through to my teens and early 20s. And I was, um, well, a victim of fat shaming as well. You know, I'd be out and about with my friends enjoying drinks and have the odd comment from strangers about how I looked. 
So I developed a really unhealthy relationship with food um, in in my 20s, Um, just jumping around from these horrendous diets. You know, the the first one I went to was uh, a very popular slimming club um, that that uses biblical terms to demonise foods. We don't need to say um, and I did really well on there until it stopped working and still comparing myself to everyone else, I started going a bit more towards the drastic diet. So the meal replacements, the starvation diets, the uh, diets that you should only do for a maximum of 14 days. But I did for 28 days and ended up in hospital on an ECG. So I really pushed the oh. on my health uh, because I was just so desperate to change the way that I looked. And um, over time, I, I just got really fed up with not knowing what the answers were and, and why I just couldn't shift this, this weight. And um, yeah, so that's how I ended up getting into nutritional therapy. I just wanted honest answers. I wanted the science. But on the lead up to that as well, I was in the hospitality industry. And anybody that's ever worked in hospitality will know it's long hours. It's exhausting it's lots of food on the go not much sleep rest lots of stress um, I started managing teams from uh, a young sort of age um, in that industry which came with its own stresses so if you combine all of that really poor eating a really poor opinion of myself working too hard eating all the wrong things something had to give at some point so after 25 years of working in hospitality um I decided to retrain retrain as a nutritional therapist and get the answers what was it that was because I'm always fascinated by this is what was your tipping point what was it that got to you to a point because I had a conversation with with a, a friend of mine the other day about where is it within us that decides that we want to get better versus rather than saying oh well this is my life and I'm just going to be this way what what was it for you um well I'm a a learner I, I just like to learn every day and it didn't add up to me that foods that were I, I knew were healthy and nutritionists were being demonized and I was being encouraged to choose a curly whirly over half an avocado you know it just didn't make sense so um I think the tipping point was this very well-known slimming club that I was a member of on and off over two decades um actually approached me and asked me to work for them because I was inspiring other members with my recipes, my social media pages, the support I was giving. I was actually promoted to the weigh-in lady at one point. So I saw the tears and the drama at the scales and people removing their earrings for the sake of half a pound of weight loss. And oh yeah. I remember was, those days. Yeah. It was really I'm, taking those, I'm taking those socks off, man, because they're gonna make a difference. Yeah. No, listen, Deb, I took my leggings off once in front of a crowd of people <laughs> to get to the target weight to get a certificate to put on my fridge, you know? Oh. You talk about tipping points. I got to mm. that level of desperation that the number on the scales defined me as a person. But I was really unhealthy. Um, I had aches and pains in my knees and when you're sort of like 30 years of age you shouldn't be having pains in your knees and not able to walk upstairs you know my sleep was really poor 
constant cravings, IBS symptoms. It was all just starting to stack up. So um, when I was offered a job with Slimming World and went through the rigorous recruitment process, I got to the final interview and the question that they asked me was, what could you change about this, uh, about our Slimming Club, um, if you could? And I said, I would stop demonising foods like avocados and encourage more nutritious approach to the plan. And I never heard back from them then. So that's after about six weeks of intensive interviews, assessment centres and, um, you know, going to through hoops really to get this job. Because actually deep down, I know I wanted to inspire and support people. That's in me. It doesn't matter what industry people are in or what they need. I want to help. Um, but yeah, so I didn't get the job. And um it didn't hurt as much as it should have because my instant response to that was, well, if I can't go through you, I'll go around you. And it's at that point that I registered with CNM, signed up for CNM and started studying nutrition and thought, right, people need help. This is well, bullshit, really, you know, <laughs> the, the positive message out there that health is more important, nutrition is important and diets are not a one size fits all, you know. So that's what I did. Were you already, so I'm I'm assuming, were you already coaching and you were working in the hospitality industry? Were you already doing some coaching at that point in time? Yeah, so at that point, I'd kind of moved through the ranks through various different hotel chains and um, event companies. And um, I was being headhunted to do uh, consultancy terms, so 12-month contracts with various businesses to support their businesses. And the questions that I would go and ask when I first arrived would be, where are you now and where do you want to be? And I would then be the facilitator of how they get there. So uh, I managed to sort of stack up a few legacies in, in some businesses of sort of going in. I was a bit like super nanny, the super nanny of the hospitality industry, you know, you go in, <laughs> what's going on, and maybe put someone on the naughty step or get some processes in place and, and get the disciplines in. But, you know, ultimately I was able to get results because I was an outsider looking in. Um, right see what what wasn't working and what needed to change and I would facilitate that change and hold their hand throughout that process and then move on to the next project so some of the organizations I've worked with um, like the University of Cambridge um, I've worked in several of those colleges doing just that so right the coaching and the mentoring would come in on a one-to-one with the team leaders but the actual business strategy I'd be looking at those businesses as a whole Wow. That's very interesting. So all of that was going on at the same time. And then you started, it just sort of something within you knew that you needed to do something about the food and how you were going to learn, I guess, to take care of yourself or either learn about the nutritional aspect rather than just the losing weight. Yeah, I I knew I wanted to make an income, but through making an impact, but something that felt more purposeful than, you know, helping very big uh, hospitality companies get richer. I wanted to help people that were just so out of touch with what was actually factually correct about nutrition. Okay, that's really interesting. Harriet, have you, are you happy to just sit by right now? Have yeah. you got any questions? It's, okay. really, it's really fun for me to listen. <laughs> okay. Harriet doesn't know a lot of this about me. Okay. We don't okay. talk about me on our phone calls. We talk about Harriet. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's <laughs> well. There is a reason for that. So, <laughs> but um, I do get that. I do get that. So, you decided to enroll at the College of Naturopathic Medicine, where Harriet and I went as well. And you recently qualified from there. Uh, I think you qualified the same time we did. Is that yeah, right? Exactly. So I qualified the same time as Harriet, which is ironic in in, in many ways, but actually adds a little bit of excitement to this story because it does. Um, I guess having the experience of um, applying a business strategy to my own personal business model was absolutely fundamental to how quickly I was able to progress with being a nutritional therapist. We're all taught the same stuff, you know, we attend the same lectures and we're overwhelmed with this information. But, you know, unfortunately, when we come out of CNM after three years with our certificate, there's the risk of feeling lost. Um, you know we we all want success and a sustainable income and to be professional be respected and we don't have that ongoing support when we come out of CNM and we struggle finding to you know finding clients to convert or you know do we need a space to work in should we work at home where do I get my inquiries from how do I convert them so there's all these things going on and it can be really overwhelming for someone that doesn't have a corporate background or have a background in you know growing a business so I did have that on my side um actually my first month when when I went out to um find clients it was August so I actually qualified in the July because we were the first students to put our um, our portfolios in in June. And by August, I had my first client. So I earned £87.50 in August. Now, living on my own with only myself to lean on, um, and this was my only income at that point because I've decided that's what I really wanted to do. I had to throw myself into it. I had about three months' worth of savings that I managed to stretch out to six months. But... I decided I needed targets and I needed to map out where I was going to get my sustainable income from. And I set myself a target of £5,000 in six months' time, which would have been around February. And I hit that target. So I went from £87.50 to £5,000 within six months and wow. you know, was, was able to maintain that. And there are a lot of factors involved in that, but an awful lot of bravery as well. I had to really treat myself as a badass you know and give myself talks. Um, so yeah we, we, we qualified at the same time which um, I think caught Harriet a little bit off guard when, when I explained that to her but that isn't what I'm there for for her I'm not there to write her protocols uh, to help find supplements or you know translate tests um, what I'm there to do is to encourage her to do it herself um, yeah. I really, really fondly look back on the very first time Harriet called me, and you know, she'd—I think she'd found me through another lecturer um, in, in Bristol who'd mentioned Meraki Nutrition, and she'd gone onto our website and obviously made a few assumptions that you know we were the badasses in nutrition and knew what we were talking about because that's what our website projects. So. Um, when she called me, she explained that she had a client who she wanted to do some advanced blood analysis on, and she'd been reading about it on our website. And she talked herself out of the client and basically <laughs> said, I'm going to hand this client to you, I think. 
<laughs> sounds like her. Right. Sounds like so many of us. I can't do this. Can you do this for me? I remember yeah. listening to you and the way that you talked, and I was like, oh, this client's going to have a much better experience than Karen, not me. So, yeah, and, and, and I'm sure you remember what I said to you, that I will not take that client from you, but I will hold your hand throughout that client. So this is what you need to do. Get the test ordered. Let them know what you're doing, why you're doing it. Um, come back to me next week and tell me where you are with it. When you get the results, let's look at it together. Let's, you know, design a protocol layout that's not overwhelming because um, I don't know about, you know, you ladies, but um, we, we come out of CNM with all of this knowledge and we do an initial consultation and we overwhelm the clients with so yeah. much information we just literally brain dump everything we're either trying to prove ourselves to them you know you're, you're paying me this money because I've got all this knowledge and or we really really want them to succeed and their health to improve and you can't do that in just one session no so, you know we, we had a long conversation about that didn't we Harriet and you ended up keeping that client yeah for a long time actually yeah well done well done that's really nice so so did you did you walk out when you when you qualified did you say okay I've got a plan of action I know exactly what I'm going to do or did you have some support as well yeah there was a few things that were going on prior to us even qualifying and you'll hear me refer to us and we a lot because Meraki Nutrition is actually myself and Amy so there's two of us and we met while we were studying together at CNM kind of, you know right. people just grab like-minded people gravitate towards each other and that's what myself and Amy do and we're we're very close and we decided that we wanted to set off in this world of nutrition together and um, we came up with the name Meraki Nutrition because Meraki is Greek for to do something with love, soul and creativity, to put something of yourself into your work and we've both got different stories. Um, so we decided on the company name and we started building our brand around six months prior to when we were graduating and we always knew that we wanted to be the first to graduate in the class like as soon as that day came to hand portfolios in we were up and out at eight o'clock in the morning doing that and our website had already been built prior to us qualifying so we were already presenting our shop window to the public and our social media was up and running and we were already networking and standing you know in groups of people telling everybody what we did as though we were already doing it we adopted that language you know before we qualified so we got a head start in that sense um we did seek out, you know, right, we need a mentor, we need somebody that's going to tell us that we're not going to cause any harm, give the wrong supplement, you know, miss something on a test, because there's always that nervousness, isn't there? Of, yeah, you know, I'm not going to remember everything. What if I what if I kill them? You know, <laughs> yeah. what if something yeah. serious happened. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so you kind of think, oh, I'm just going to send this off to someone to read. So we um, used Joe Gamble um, a couple of times, who's very well known in, in the world of um, functional medicine. She was our director of studies at the time. But also we looked towards people like Gwen Warren, who is amazing inspiration. And we found groups like the Nutrition Network on Facebook. Bant felt like a really good place to ask questions, but you're always a bit nervous because you don't want to ask a question that could sound stupid and that we're yeah. new and you know, that metaphoric eye roll might be happening if you put a question in. So 
we, we kind of shopped around a bit. It's important to, to have someone that you, or the right person to coach, mentor and lead you that you've got a good chemistry with. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And are you still working with Gwen? So I follow Gwen and, um, you know, I, I often sort of raise a question and raise my arm in discussions or, um, you know, collaborate with other members in her group or have conversations with them. I think it's so, so important to have a network of other nutritionists around you to learn from, regardless of their experience and their background. There's always some new scenario that somebody has experienced that you haven't yet. So it's really important to to stay with those groups. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's nice to you have the camaraderie and uh, sharing the the knowledge that they gain because there's so many people out there with such a variety of health issues and some aren't so serious, but there are a lot out there that are really very serious. And it's important to have people who have that knowledge under their belt already and have tried things. But as we know, it, it's different. It always varies from person to person, doesn't it? Yeah, and everything's always evolving, isn't it? There's always a new supplement on the market, a new test available, um, a new name for a new eating disorder that we have to be careful you know, about and what we talk about. So, Yeah, it's true. It's true. So I like that you know, your, your story is because of your, your coaching and then your qualifying and you two are already the badasses. I mean, you went out and you were talking to people as badasses. You weren't treating yourself as one. You were badasses, weren't you, saying this is what we do, this is what we know. Yeah. And do you feel that that was just something that was because of your background that you had that coaching knowledge in place? Because, again, as you said, that's not something that we are taught at CNM. I think ION are getting into to that realm or trying to get into that realm with their bachelor's degree that they're offering. Yeah, so myself and Amy always knew what we wanted our approach to be, which was um, we needed to take the complication out of nutrition. One of the strap lines on our website is nutrition doesn't have to be complicated. Um, and we wanted to translate uh, the science into easy listening explanations as to how the body is functioning and, and what is needed. And as soon as we both agreed on that, we just found we had a natural flair for talking that way. So, you know, my favorite thing to do is is to create an analogy of something, um, you know, whether it's comparing your body to a sports car where you're an Aston Martin outside in the inside and a Reliant Robin on the inside, you know, it works in clinic practice that you have to be able to translate this science into yeah. something that the client can relate to because that's the connection that you'll have with them. That's when they trust you and they understand you. And that's when they start making quicker progress. So we're very much about telling our clients that 20% change can have 80% impact, you know, that it doesn't have to be spirulina and, you know, wheatgrass and fat, water fasts and stuff, you know. It, they can eat delicious food that's not a million miles away from what they're currently having. They just have to upgrade it. It's about upgrading lifestyle, upgrading nutrition. So, you know, we were using that language throughout our training in CNM. It was an easy transition to make when we started seeing clients. And I think that's one of the USPs is that, well, we're just two honest Birmingham girls that just tell it like it is and people love it. Well, it makes me understand why Harriet probably found you, whether through, I don't know, just you could say it was supposed to happen or whatever, because 
one of the things she talks about is how nutrition really can be simple and being, you know, it really doesn't have to cost a, a lot of money to, to, to be well, to feel better. Isn't that right, Harriet? That was one of the things yeah. that you addressed in our discussion. So, yeah. so Harriet, do you want to talk a little bit about, you want to talk a little bit more about your story and how you met Karen and how that evolved? Yeah. Yeah. So I did mention it a little bit in um, when we did the podcast, but I guess yeah. for me, um, I tried, like I qualified and picked up a few clients, but really struggled to, to know how to navigate it, how to work with them ongoing. Um, and like Karen just said, like explain to them, the science explain to them why I'm wanting them to make those changes. Um, and so then I just reached a point where I just felt really like stuck and was like, oh, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I had, like I mentioned, seen different um, nutritional therapists and I guess none of them inspired me or made me feel hugely excited about being a nutritional therapist and none of them were like my style I'm quite chatty and outgoing and I just didn't I couldn't connect with anybody and so it was really hard for me to think about what kind of nutritional therapist I wanted to be because I'd never seen anyone be like that um so yeah I got to a point where I was really struggling and not really sure whether it was something that I was gonna pursue um but I had this client and um she was really keen to keep seeing me but I was struggling to know how to do that so that's when I found Karen and it was actually Linda who told me um and so I contacted Karen and I remember just having that first conversation with her and she was so I just connected immediately with her and felt like oh my goodness this person like has got life and excitement and she's not this like like tired, exhausted nutritional therapist that's just trying to muddle through life. I was like, wow, this lady's like living it. Um, and I just decided then I, that I, she was exactly the kind of nutritional therapist that I wanted to become. And um, then I didn't have any idea that she'd qualified <laughs> like a few months before me. Um, so yeah, but I, so then I just, um, asked if she did mentoring and started having um sessions with her and I think one of the things that she helped me a lot with wasn't necessarily um I mean she did help me a lot at the beginning with clients and um things like that protocols but it was a lot of like she was saying how do I explain that to the client um the what I'm asking them to do and I remember you telling me about um the blood sugar chart and that you drew it out and you, you did it to me as you would a client. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I'd actually do anything that this lady was telling me to do. Like, that's how, like, you brought it across that I wanted to do what you were saying. Um, so I remember the first time I did that with a client in my clinic. I was so nervous. But I was like, OK, so I'm just going to draw this. And I remember her looking at me being like, wow, that's really. And, I, and she got it. And I was like, oh, finally. Like, I... So it was just, it was little things like that that helped me um, to, yeah, to work with clients and to start to see compliance and then see results. Um, so, yeah. But also hanging on to those clients as well, because yeah. we've moved you from 
one-off initial consultations and follow-up model now onto packages and it's so easy to explain that to a client as to why it's so important that they purchase a package as opposed to one-off sessions but it means you can drip feed that information throughout but also change direction without them realizing based on the feedback they're giving you weekly you know so um that was something that I realized very quickly when I graduated is the model of initial consultation and follow-up doesn't work you lose them we're in danger of giving them all the information on the first session anyway so we've got nowhere to go on the follow-up um but also the client expectations aren't being managed when, when you're doing it that way they need to understand that they are on a journey and it takes time so you've done that really well recently yeah because I definitely made the mistake at the beginning of just giving like pages and pages of information to them and them just looking at me being like Mm, I'm never going to look at that. Um, But it does, I think one of the things that I struggled so much with CNM is although we had all the clinical experience, it was often just initial follow-ups. And so I really had no idea how to produce a plan long-term, keep a client long-term, maintain that. And it's really, it's quite overwhelming. And, And I remember being like, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be doing with this client every week or every two weeks because I don't really have a plan in mind because it was just so new to me. So, yeah, just having having somebody to help me and just, yeah, direct me and navigate me to how to keep clients ongoing and and like give them little bits of information that they're going to be able to. Um, do because then they'll feel good as well when they've been able to accomplish those two or three things that you've given them. That's fantastic. That's really good. And you're right. I mean, at CNM, we are taught to prepare these very dense plans, you know, and we have to, we have to do it in our case studies, etc. I mean, they're long, they're in depth. And I'm sure that the person who walks out of clinic is probably also going, I've just drunk from the fire hose. You know, I am overwhelmed. So how do you manage that in real life? It's great we have the actual clinical experience, but then putting making that transition into real life is just not there. Uh, Or at least that I know of, it's not really there. And we are left in this huge sort of gap, aren't we? Yeah. And and we've also got the challenge as well is how much do we charge? you know, when you're qualified. There's there's a lot of temptation there to sort of come out fully qualified, but only charge maybe twenty pounds more than what you were charging for a student clinic, you know, like sixty pounds a session. And um we we think that because we haven't been in practice for 10 or 15 years, that there's no way we can charge more than a hundred pounds for a consultation or four hundred pounds for a package. And that comes from limiting beliefs you know we've all invested thousands in our education and those people that need us are willing to pay for the answers the clear-cut answers on how to improve their health and we have to understand that if you don't know your self-worth then you're not going to make a profit in that business you really have to understand the self-worth of of what a nutritional therapist can do and believe in yourself Mm. it's true it's true and so a question I have for you, Karen, is did you have in mind how you wanted to put a plan together for your clients already when you were walking out of the door? Did you think, okay, this is what I want to do, or did that evolve itself? So you got your first client in August. Yeah, so that was on the traditional model of uh, initial consultation and, and uh, follow-up. 
Um, and the more clients I saw between August and December, I realised that there was a huge risk of them just dropping off. Um, I'm particularly good at keeping in touch with clients um, and, you know, checking in on them. But then I realised I wasn't getting paid for it. So a quick text or an email to a client saying, how are you getting on, would turn into a 30-minute conversation. And I'm thinking missing a trick here I'm, I'm spending this time that's off the clock checking in with my clients answering them questions and uh helping them out with recipes and they weren't paying for that service and that's a really easy trap to get sucked into when you're on that model of initial and follow-up so um it was in the new year that I moved on to packages um and we only sell packages. There is the option to have a one-off consultation on our website, but it's way far down the list that people don't see it. And because we tend to do discovery calls anyway for the majority of them, um, or they're a word-of-mouth introduction, they already know that we work with packages from the offset, and we just find it so much easier to, to get them to purchase those. So, yeah, I don't know if that, that's what, what you mean by did we have a, a template ready to go or... Um, yes, yes. I mean, it, it does answer it. it. It sounds like it's evolved. Um, yeah. My One of my curiosities is, so Harriet came to you wanting help on a client plan, and then you started mentoring her or coaching her. So was that something you already had in mind that you were going to do? Or is Harriet a one-off? Or is this something that you're going to be doing going forward? I mean, how did that evolve between the two of you? Do you want to talk I don't know how you might want to talk about it, but it's a big question for yeah. me to throw both at both of you. But that, I think that would be really interesting to hear. Yeah, so I have um, what I would call sort of friends that well, definitely friends that I studied with at college that would, you know, tap in on, you know, what should I do in this situation? Or how did you do that? Or can you show me what, what you're doing? So I was kind of unofficially coaching, directing and, and supporting other nutritional therapists. Um, Harriet isn't or wasn't the, the only person that I was coaching at that time. What, what's really interesting is I had a client, um, Parveen, who during our consultations, I inspired her so much, she actually signed up to be a student of CNM while she was my client. So, And that's happened a couple of times. Um, so I meet with Parveen and we do mentoring together while she's still studying. So I do have some people that are studying and some people that are graduated that I'm supporting one-on-one. And it's only recently that I've decided to formalise that because it's it's just a, a passion and it's something that I know I'm naturally good at is supporting and cheerleading and clearing the fog for people so that they can think clearly and move forward. And I've probably made a lot of the mistakes that nutritional therapists make when they walk out the door because I worked at a faster pace and saw more clients quickly. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot about the language that she used as well, um, how to communicate with clients to keep them accountable and compliant, how to handle um, disappointment when somebody actually decides they don't want to work with you and how to not let, let that debilitate you. The conversations that we have in our heads, the imposter syndrome, the limiting beliefs that I referred to earlier, that's all that stuff going on. It's not just about 
what does your protocol look like? Is it 10 pages or two pages? Or what does your website look like? It's what is the conversation that's going on in your head at the moment that makes you think that you can't handle that client, that's making you want to run away and give it to someone else, that's making you think, do you know what, I'm better off going back into a paid job again. This isn't for me. That's the stuff that I do my most powerful stuff with is mindset. And that very first conversation I had with Harriet when she's was gushing with, oh my gosh, I'm just going to give this client to you. That conversation evolved into a coaching session where I said, actually, no, you're going to do this yourself. What makes you think you can't do that? What are your fears? What are you worried of? What, you know, what's holding you back? So that, that coaching just sort of started in that conversation, really. And I remember in that, in that situation, I felt so overwhelmed. Like it is really overwhelming when somebody, a client is like, I want to give you this money. What test should I do? And I was just like, oh, I just don't know where to begin. So then I felt after our conversation, not only did I feel like reassured that I could do this, I knew that you would be there like like almost holding my hand through it so I didn't feel this like oh I'm just gonna have to do this because you did say order this test like let's look at what tests we can do you just walked me the whole way through so then I did learn so then the next time I had a client I already felt like I knew what what I was doing and although I did have to like ask for help or whatever um I felt a lot more confident being able to do it the second time because you held my hand the first time so I just knew that I wasn't on my own which for me was so helpful I just I do need quite uh, a lot of one-to-one support so that was just invaluable for me yeah and the real learning actually happens when you start seeing clients so by not seeing that client you wouldn't have learned some really good I think stuff. If, you had taken, if you had taken that client from me I probably would have just thrown it in there because she was my first real client and I just it was too it felt too much in that moment um and yeah if you had probably had said like yeah I'll take her I would have been like right I'm just gonna stick to what I know which is working in the shop or whatever (laughs) yeah well this is interesting because I think it's it started as um mentoring on a client basis and now it's evolved so how did that evolve for you two working on um a business standpoint or business planning or is it still a mixture of the two um, no, I don't, I don't do protocol support with Harriet. Harriet is more than capable of writing protocols and having a huge impact on her clients' results. Um, I steer her to where she can get the information from. and But it, it was very clear to Harriet, I think I made it clear to Harriet that I wasn't there for that, that I was there to grow her as a, as a business person to share everything I knew about a successful business with her. And that's really what I want to continue doing is sharing all of that knowledge to help lots of nutritional therapists be successful. Yeah, but so I think I think in the beginning, I probably did ask more um, about protocols and nutrition things because I think that was where I had lack of confidence in knowing that I did have that information. But then when we had a lot of mentor sessions and and Karen really helped me to realize that I did know a lot of it um yeah and then I think it it switched because I realized that I I was probably spending too much time and not getting very much from it and I couldn't understand why my business model wasn't really working and why what I was doing wasn't I just looked at Karen and was like I don't understand 
but I just had no knowledge of any of this business side of it. Um, and I think I just asked Karen a simple question, like, how do I get more clients? And she was like, right. <laughs> and then from there, I think it just, that's when it all changed for me. And everything started to unfold and like clients came and more inquiries and more interaction um, from when I started working with Karen, like on a much more regular basis than just um, occasional help with a client or a protocol. I find that really interesting that you say that, Harriet, because actually you really do know how to go out there and get clients. I just wonder if there was... Well, yeah, I, I mean, that's important, but there's that sense of that block of thinking that you can't get a client because you have the knowledge. You're exceptionally good at sales. You're very good at marketing. It's obvious because well before you, you met Karen, and I mean this nicely, you you were already doing that, but it sounds like to me you had some sort of just there was this gap of thinking that you could do it and that's where Karen came and I could be wrong so you two have to correct me is that you needed some she she had the imposter syndrome that's what was going on yeah yeah it was a complete mindset and having and having um Karen help me with the confidence was um amazing but also a lot of it I didn't know a lot of the business stuff I really didn't know like yes I could find clients and I'm good at talking and I'm I can um relate with people but things that would take me probably hours and hours and hours to work out um just really practical things you know having that ability to just call Karen and and talk it through or and her be like oh you can do this or whatever it was just those are the little things that um have really made a massive difference for me at the moment so practical business advice to help you grow is that yeah. to grow your business so that leads me on quite nicely and do you have a process in place that you you use karen yeah i'm, I'm a process girl i've been doing that within the hospitality industry for years it, you have to be easy to do business with that's the first thing you've got to look at when you're launching your nutritional therapy business how easy are you to do business can people find you how can they book with you how do they pay you um and what kind of level of contact are you going to have them have with them and what boundaries are you setting around that so um yeah that's 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 it you you, you've got to have a process in place and, and be clear about that this is how we do business are are you you're mentoring a uh, several different people now it sounds like and so do you take it on a case-by-case basis with them and sort of do it intuitively or I, I mean there are people like Harriet that come to you and say I don't know anything yeah, I don't know so, anything or do you work with people that have had the experience but need guidance or both because the, the there's everybody is at their own different sort of stage of their career um some of them have made some of the common common mistakes and some of them haven't um some of them are already online with their business some of them aren't so when I'm coaching on a one-to-one level um I listen to their story so so far and um yeah, so it depends really what they want and what stage they're at as to what level of coaching and mentoring I give them. Um, some 
students or graduates um, will have already experienced some of the challenges and overcome them um, and are ready to take their business to the next level and want to keep moving forward. And some are either, well, probably not graduated yet. You know, they'll be still students. So I just have a long conversation with them, like you would taking on a client, you know, just talk through a series of questions. Where are you now? What's your biggest concerns? Where do you want to get to? Do you want to have a niche client? Do you know where to find your client? It's an exercise that I did with Harriet is, do you know who your client is? And it blew her mind. She's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. Um, so, you know, we, we, we have to understand who our ideal client is. And sometimes we don't know that until we're further down the road. And we've seen probably maybe 80 different people before we work out actually who is the ideal client. What do they look like? What's their behaviours and what are their needs? So it really does depend on who it is that wants the support as to what level of support I give them. That's good to know. And do you, what, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, Karen, you and I were talking uh, about the different people out there that are providing business support. It's so important to find the right coach for you. Um, Just like nutrition, it's not a one size fits all. You need to be able to have a connection with them, to be able to speak openly and honestly with them and feel safe with them. Um, So I'm not right for everybody, but there will be a coach out there for you. Um, And I definitely recommend having one because it can cut out hours of procrastination, you know, it can stop those conversations short in your mind that, that that little voice that tells you you can't do it or the fear factor you need somebody to uplift you and and give you the encouragement and support to lead you in the direction that you want to be led so coaches don't tell you what to do and that's the only way about doing it they will listen to you and what you want to get out of it and what your biggest challenges are and steer you towards that and navigate that ship through stormy waters so yeah definitely get a coach is my first recommendation but find one that's right for you right right and I think it's similar to as uh, us as nutritional therapists a lot of times the our clients will tell us what they really need. And they say that in therapy sessions, my mom was a psychotherapist and my brother is one. And they always say, you know, the client tells you what they really need and how they yeah. need it. Well, it's drummed into us in our lectures and in our clinical practice throughout CNM, isn't it? What does the client want? We go off on one, oh my gosh, you know, hormone imbalances and let's do this test. When actually what they're coming to you for is that they're struggling to gain muscle when they're training in the gym. So we, we have to take that on board with um, coaching. And when I'm mentoring people, I ask them, what is it you want? Mm-hmm. It's a delicate balance, isn't it, always? Because you can see that some things are really going to in, be related. And it, it is. These these things, you, people come to you and say, I need to build muscle strength, but you know that there's something else behind going on. And how do you how do you get the two to meet in the middle so you achieve the greatest success for the client? Packages. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do so that's a nice segue. So are you doing let's let's talk about your mentoring and what you're offering people because I think this is important. This is exciting. You I don't it doesn't sound like you necessarily went in to nutritional therapy thinking you were going to come out doing mentoring and mentoring or coaching with nutritional therapists or maybe I'm wrong. So what are you offering to people or how can you help them? 
The support that I can offer can be as a group. So that would just be um, a monthly membership where we're all in the same group together and I'm sharing resources, um, efficient ways of working in clinical practice, Q&A sessions, um, talking a lot about mindsets. And it's a safe place for people to come and say, I'm concerned about this. I really want to do this. What's the best way to approach this? Or I'm having problems with this client. I don't know what language to use to get a win-win situation. So there's a monthly membership there, which is packed full of tools, resources, um, efficient ways of being easy to do business with and talking about the fears of nutritional therapists and how how to overcome them. And then there's a one to one um, option as well, which is what myself and Harriet do, where we speak weekly and um, there'll be some homework that's given and the support that I give is very specific and unique to the scenario that that individual is going through or working through at that moment so it's about them their clinical environment their current challenges um, and the gaps that they need to bridge to take their business to the next level so working towards their goals as an individual that's exciting that's very exciting yeah I absolutely love it. Um, watching someone like Harriet grow, for example, is just so rewarding and seeing her bubble over with enthusiasm. So we had a session on Saturday and I think within an hour she sent me a text, oh my God, I feel like such a badass. <laughs> I have no idea how much that makes me smile when I hear that. Was that did I? I always say to Karen when I come off a mental session with her, I've got so much homework and I'm so excited to get like everything done. And then I think after it, I just get so excited. So I started like adding all this stuff to my website, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like a legit nutritional therapist with like a really cool website that people can like book in. And I just felt so good. And you're a badass, aren't you? That's even better. So what haven't we talked about? What haven't I asked either of you? What would you like to talk about? Anything else? I feel like I've done a lot of talking. It's been so good though. Yeah, it's your podcast. (laughs) That's why you've done the talking. Is there anything you want to address? Well, I think I just want to, you know, let everybody know and reassure everybody that's listening to this is that you're not on your own. If you're not currently not part of a support group, get yourself into one. If you think you can get it from a coach, definitely explore finding one. Um, It is absolutely normal to feel lost, overwhelmed, as though you're failing, under pressure, the sense of responsibility, nervous intimidated if you're benchmarking yourself against all these other people that you're watching in the industry that have got years and years of experience um, racked up so that all those feelings are normal um but it's absolutely okay for you to want success and a sustainable income and to earn enough to have a really balanced lifestyle and to have fun while you're doing this work as well um I just want to get that message out there because it is overwhelming and so many nutritional therapists throw the towel in uh within their first year of being qualified and it's such a shame because we if ever there's a time in the world now where we're needed it's now yeah yeah we're only going to get busier absolutely and do you help people really structure out how they can grow their income from a a strategic standpoint it's out I mean because you've done it yourself is that one of the yeah. things that you offer in your mentoring? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's 
one of the most uncomfortable conversations that nutritional therapists have um, is their price, you know, whether that's an internal conversation with themselves or whether they're pitching um, their prices to a potential client. And it's a, it's a conversation that I address very early on is what price point are you charging at and what's everybody else doing in your area, but what's unique about you? Um, and why aren't you charging this? And how much actually do you want to earn on a monthly basis? And how many appointments would that equate to if you did the maths? And is that too much? So, you know, one of the things I promised myself moving out of hospitality into this industry is that I will only work three days a week. And I do only work three days a week. So asking them again, you know, what do you want? What do you need? And, and getting them to that point. But Pricing is a really uncomfortable topic because for some reason we feel like we can't charge what we're worth. Um, so it's getting them over that barrier, really. That's something that Karen's helped me a lot with, with pricing, um, even to the point of like doing role play, because the way in which I would say the price to somebody on the phone, <laughs> I said it as though like I doubted it. <laughs> like, I don't know, when Karen was like, sorry, was that a question mark at the end of that? Like... So even little things like that that I wouldn't have even realised had a massive impact. And also, like, I had this, um, I'd have a client or somebody inquire, and I really wanted them, so I would want to lower my prices because I'd want them to say yes. And Karen was like, whoa, <laughs> like, we can't just keep changing. So things like that where actually I, like, I have a structured plan and I'm really confident with it. And I know the reasons why I'm asking for that. Like that has been so helpful for me because now when anybody asks me my prices, I feel so confident to be like, this is it. This is why I'm so passionate about it. And I know that this helps people that I don't have any doubt in my mind. That's really good because there's all kinds of things about the area of the country. You know, everyone can charge London's prices in London when you go outside of the country. I mean, I live down here in Devon and the Southwest, you know, it's a very different sort of structure. How do you help people with that? And also um, knowing what's going on with, with all the COVID and people's finances going forward, how you help people, help nutritional therapists with their planning and feeling good about that so they can still help their clients. You know, those are important. Those are going to be really important things for us to address over time. Yeah, I think, you know, touching on the COVID um, topic is that, you know, it crossed my mind, oh, gosh, you know, are people not going to be investing in their health during this pandemic? Um, is water, is, is income and money going to be really tight for people and water tight for them that they're not going to be spending? And I just had to approach my business in a different way and look at other ways to bring income in. So having multiple income streams is another important part of the coaching that I do. Don't just rely on one-to-one -one clients. What else can you do that's giving you a passive income or another income stream? Um, so, you know, we, we talk about that. So you never know what's around the corner. This COVID situation has caught everybody off guard. We, you know, we didn't know that this would happen. But who's to say that a crisis like this won't happen again in the future? We need to be geared up for that. I mean, I think it's really important for us to be pliable as practitioners, as business owners. We really do need to be. So is there anything else either of you would like to talk about today? I don't think so. I think so. Okay. 
You're happy? You're happy with that? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time, your energy, and all the love you're sharing. I'm so excited for both of you to do be doing what you're doing. And it's really been an honor having you on here with me. And please come back anytime you fancy. But for now, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having, thank you for having me, Debbie. Well, folks, that's all for today. Thank you so much for sitting in and listening in to Karen while she shares her own personal story with us and talks through how she became an official badass in her business and how she has helped Harriet Eldridge grow her own successful business. It's really interesting and fascinating to hear people's stories and the insights on how they have made a success of their own business. So I hope you find it inspiring because don't forget that's what these podcasts are here for. They're here to support, collaborate, communicate, educate, and inspire one another. And I hope you find that I'm hitting the right mark with that. But the only way I'll know is if you let me know. So do send me an email that will be included in the show notes, along with a link to Karen's business, Meraki Nutrition. If you want to get in touch with her about nutrition or coaching, give her a call. I'm sure she'd be delighted to speak with you. I'll also include some other links to other people and organizations that she addressed, and I'll include Harriet's Rooted Living website, of course. Now, there are a few things I'd like to ask you to do, as always. I'd like to ask you to subscribe to my podcasts, and I'd like to ask you to give me a review if you haven't done so already. And please spread the word. If you feel like there are people that might be interested in hearing this show, I'd really appreciate it. Now, there's one other thing I'd like to remind you of. I'd like to ask you to put a date in your diary. Don't forget, on Saturday, 19th September, in Bristol at Engineer's House, Anita Beardsley of Love Nutrition and I are organizing an event, the multifaceted effect of gut health. We are looking from science to clinical practice. The event aims to bring together a range of healthcare professionals to share innovative ways to support clients with a particular focus on gut health and its many manifestations. We are delighted to have confirmed Dr. Alan Desmond, Dr. Elizabeth Phillips, author Tanya Borowski, and Claire Sinton as speakers on the day. We are so pleased to say that we have Paca, Nutrigold, Genova Diagnostics, and Optibac as gold sponsors. And I can't forget one of our main supporters, the Alliance for Natural Health. You'll be able to find all the details and links to their websites and social media profiles on the show notes as well. I'd like to thank you again for joining me. Until next time, here's wishing you and yours the very best of health. Bye for now. Bye.